going to lie. I recorded this episode in its entirety a few days ago when I was inspired to talk about this topic. After I briefly mentioned it in a previous episode, Positive Power, I mentioned my autoimmune disease, ulcerative colitis, and I was just inspired to go into some detail about my experience with it and how it's changed me. But as I talked about it in that initial take, even though it was very genuine and it was emotional in some moments, I felt like I lost my way a little bit and I wanted to regroup and refocus my messaging with it because what this is really about is the moment where your life takes a turn forever. You are changed forever. And the positive that you can take in your life when that happens, that a massive change, no matter how challenging or difficult, can be a positive outcome, basically. So this is where it starts. I heard this fantastic quote. It's a Confucius quote. And I heard it from Tom Hiddleston when he was at Comic-Con a few years ago, and he was speaking to the audience about his philosophies and what he loves and what motivates him, et cetera, et cetera. And he mentioned this quote. And the quote is, we all have two lives, and the second life begins when we realize we only have one. Think about that. Is there a moment in your life? Have you had a personal struggle, a transition, a revelation, something that completely changed your mental, emotional makeup? And it suddenly hit you that, oh my gosh, this is my life. I have to protect myself. I have to take care of myself. I have to fight for myself. I have to live for myself to a certain degree. I mean, of course, there's going to be times that you compromise and sacrifice, and you should for the people in your life that matter most. But ultimately, it's your life. It's this one chance, right? So have you had a moment like that? What was it about? Was it leaving a challenging situation that you had been in for years? Was it going through something that tried you in every possible way? Was it starting a new job? Did you move to a different part of the world? Did you meet someone? Did you leave someone? Did someone come into your life, a, a, a son, a daughter, a family member? Did you suddenly have an eye-opening spiritual awakening? Did you, I don't know, there's, there's a million different things this could be for any of us in the world. Or was it something that was a huge medical drama struggle? <laughs> was it something that challenged you so hard and beat you into the ground so deep that you were in the ground, lower than the surface of the ground, and you didn't know if you would have the strength to come back from that? Is that what you went through? That's what I went through. And I still didn't have it as hard as a lot of people have had it. I have not had to have surgery. I'm extremely grateful for that. I've had doctors, specialists, people who've been able to guide me to keep 
my disease in remission enough of the time that I can manage it without surgery right now. And I hope it stays that way. And even though, yes, I know there's been people who've struggled more than I have, the struggle is real, right? When you're in it yourself and you're going through it, it's extremely depleting. So rather than get into the long version of what happened to me, I'll simply say this. I was diagnosed in 2013. I had just turned 30. And I was so happy to be 30. I couldn't wait to leave my 20s behind. Not that they were bad. I just was in a really good place at 30. I felt good. I was in a good point in my life. Work was good. I was working on a lot of music and planning a whole album's a whole album's worth of material for a release in the next year or two. I was settling into my marriage. Everything felt pretty good, you know. And then this happened. This happened, the incident. <laughs> so I had to deal with that. And it was not easy. It crept up on me. And I will never know if I had this thing for my entire life and it was suddenly acting up or if it crept up on me. I, I will never know the answer to that question. All I know is that when I went in after several weeks of trying to figure out what this thing was and I had a colonoscopy done, by the way, if you get a little squeamish about medical things or bodily functions, et cetera, you might just want to skedaddle right now <laughs> because I'm going to be talking about some of this stuff as I get into this. But after bleeding internally, yes, because that's what ulcerative colitis is, your large intestine bleeds, it gets inflamed and it bleeds. After that going on for several weeks and finally getting labs done, a scope, biopsies, et cetera, they did conclude I had ulcerative colitis. I had to make some decisions. And again, thanks to the help of these great doctors, I was able to make some good ones. So I started with medications. And what I didn't realize for about two years was I was not in remission. Remission is no symptoms at all. You take your meds routinely and that's that's it. You're good to go. You don't have any symptoms. I was having very minor symptoms for a long time. And then in 2015, I spiraled and I had a horrible flare that crept up on me for weeks and took me out for more weeks. And I was recovering for months after that. This thing, I can't even describe it, what it did. I, I took video of when I was going through that because I wanted to document my state. I wanted to document my frame of mind, my health, my attitude and everything. And what I realized was I was just a shadow. Anytime you go through something like that, if anyone has, you know that you become this shell. The motivation, the spirit, the spark, the fire that you have as a person, the love that you have for life, all of those things just ceases to exist for a period of time because your body is entirely focused on healing, which is a good thing, but it turns you into this weird zombie that can't move very well. I was losing so much blood. I was in and out of the, the restroom 20 plus times a day. and. I probably should have gone to the hospital, <laughs> but I knew if I went, they would admit me and I'd be stuck there for a day and a half, two days with these banana bags of fluid stuck to me. And I took a chance and I stayed home and I alternated water and Gatorade, water and Gatorade. And I ate very safe foods like bananas and peanut butter. That was all I could stomach at that point. 
And it still wasn't enough. I was on steroids. I was doing everything I could to get better. And I had to make a decision in the midst of all of that. It's hard enough to make a decision when you're coherent and totally competent and energized. This was a life-changing decision that had to be made fast. And I was not all with it. I was handed a big stack of papers. And I don't blame the doctors at all. They're doing their job. They're informing me. They're answering my questions. But I have to make that call. And I decided to start a Remicade infusion, which is a biologic. And it changes the structure of your immune system cells. It literally changes the way that your body functions to stop the inflammation before it starts. That's how these meds work. But they're very powerful and they're very dangerous. They raise your chances of getting certain cancers and lymphoma. They make it easier for you to get sick because your immune system is all messed up. There's all kinds of cons with this, but the pros are you get your life back. Well, long story short, months and months go by. I finally get my life back. And as that was happening, this is what I want to emphasize and put the focus on here. As that was happening, and I was starting to feel more like myself again, something strange and mysterious and magical happened. I became bold. I was empowered. I was fearless. This happens with people who have crazy experiences and near-death experiences. I'm not saying I had a near-death experience, but I suppose the equivalent of that feeling of euphoria and feeling like you can do anything is what I had. I was driving into work on a Monday. This was one of the first days I went back to the office. It was Monday, terrible day typically, right? I'm driving into work, still not 100%, probably 40% better, maybe. I'm sitting there in my car listening to A Sky Full of Stars by Coldplay. And I just started crying. I was crying. I was so happy because I got up. I got out of bed. I, I took a shower. I ate breakfast. I was going into the office. I couldn't believe this was happening. And when I finally started to fall back into my full routine, when my body had the strength to do that, I was looking people in the eye and standing up for things and speaking my mind more and being, I was being honest and open and totally transparent about everything. When before I was so scared and worried about what people might think, I was so fearless and that doesn't last. Gosh, I wish I could hold on to that. I wish I didn't have to go through something that tries you so hard to realize that the rest of that stuff just doesn't matter. So what I'm getting at with all of this, and I still went on too long about it, and I'm sorry, but the change when your second life starts, that change, when you realize just what you're capable of, what you can endure, how strong you are, how much, oh, I was so touched knowing that there were people that had my back, my family, my friends, people that I didn't even think I was really that close to at work were so concerned. And that moved me. I mean, that, I, I was so surprised how moved I was. The people were standing with me. And I'm still amazed at that because they, they if you haven't gone through something whether it's ulcerative colitis like I have or something else that's been really trying, people can't really relate to it. You know what I mean? They, they understand it's painful, but they don't understand it. And they can't. They cannot understand it. You can explain it all day long. But sometimes 
you have to go through it to really get it. But these people, despite not really understanding it and only having a glimpse of the pain and the struggle, they're right in there. They're right in there with you. That is what moved me. And that's, I think for me, beyond just realizing what I could endure and how fearless I could be, that connection and transparency was an eye-opening, heart-opening thing. I am not one to trust. And I've been that way my whole life. A little bit about me. When I was a kid, I was so self-reliant because I could not trust anybody. And I'm still that way. I'm working on it. But I am that person that if I meet you, I will not trust you until I know I can. It's not the other way around where, you know, some people meet a new person and they will trust them until they can't, you know, until something happens. But you got to prove it to me. You got to prove to me that I can trust you. And my capacity to trust increased tenfold after I went through this thing. Because I saw the compassion people could have when they couldn't possibly understand what I was going through. I think that was the biggest thing I took from my experience. And it made me realize what was really important. It made me realize what I really cared about and the people I really cared about. I'm picky about the people that I keep close to me. It's all back to the trust. If I am not sure about you, I'm going to keep a distance. But if I know, that we have each other, I'm in. And usually I'm in for good. But that amazing transformation, that shift of suffering, recovering, and the change that comes with it meant everything, and it still does. My whole perspective changed after I went through this thing. By the time I actually released my full album of work, my first debut album, Present, I was on a mission to do something totally different. I've always wanted to share joy and enthusiasm and express something meaningful in my music, but it was multifaceted and it meant more what I was trying to say. What's, what matters? What's genuine? What's important to you? That's the kind of stuff you have to seek out and latch onto because everything just gets so simple. Life seems so simple and straightforward for a brief moment after you recover or while you're recovering from something that's very, very challenging like that. You're just compelled to reach out more and get involved more. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's almost like life is is on steroids or, or life is amplified or just radioactive. Everything feels bigger and the colors are brighter and the feelings are, everything doesn't just feel bigger. The feelings themselves are bigger. There's so much that is enhanced because you're holding on to life more. When you can rise from that rubble, that explosion, those ashes, oh man, you can do anything. And you got to hold on to that. And you got you to remember what that's like. Oh, the other thing I, I learned that's very important. Please take this in. It is okay to depend on someone else. I was not that person. Same reason I have a problem trusting people. I was not one to admit I need help or I need you for any reason. 
but we're not meant to go through this life alone. You might feel like you're safer when you're isolated from the world and everything in it, but that's not the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to help each other, to encourage each other, to stand by one another. I think that's where I wanted to go with this. So that's just my question for you is when your second life starts, i.e. when you realize this is your precious, precious life, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to go embrace something you abandoned or someone that you've forgotten? Are you going to dive headfirst into that deep end and pursue that career? You're going to throw caution to the wind and move to a place that you've dreamed about your entire life. Tell someone you love them. Try something that you've always been afraid to try. Ugh, I'm crying. (laughs) Don't give up. Hope, hope, hope. Hope is my thing. I think I use that word more than any other when I'm writing. And I do believe in faith, hope, and love. And I know that it's very, very straightforward that the greatest of these is love. But honestly, personally, I think I cling to hope the most. But maybe I need to focus on love more. Maybe that's what all this is about. Maybe that's my challenge, right? All right, guys. I hope you have a great day. If you're going through something, it can and certainly will get better. You have my thoughts. You have my hope. You can come out wiser, stronger, more hopeful, more appreciative, bolder, more certain, more content. All of those things, you can come out of stuff, of the worst stuff, and be a better person because of it. You can. Just keep looking up. All right, guys. Until next time, keep yourselves alive.